leave this part in. Take two. Uh, we're recording the intro again for Critical the History of Wrestling Video Games Special Report number three. We're not talking the games we were going to talk this week. I wasn't feeling well when we were supposed to record last week and then a bunch of other news and things have piled on since then. So we're just going to plow ahead through all of the news because there's a lot to get to. And I didn't, I didn't want an episode about pro wrestling for the NES to be fucking hours long. Like, it feels like we were about to have. Probably not, though. Uh, but as always, I'm Mongo, joined as always by my co-host, the guy who records and edits this podcast. Like we do. So, how are you this week? I'm pretty good. No complaints so far. I, I endured the retail hell of Black Friday and then Cyber Monday, and it hasn't gotten any... Uh, t- today was a little bit better, but... Uh, God, what a fucking nightmare. And then during all of it, the fucking AEW Fight Forever Season 2 debacle happens. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to lose my shit about this on Sunday. And then I got sick. And I'm still <laughs> sick. <laughs> I don't know that I have it in me. We'll open with that because fuck it. For those that don't know, AEW Fight Forever Season 2, the season pass is $24.99, if I'm not mistaken. Right now, you can purchase the Acclaimed in the Dynamite Arena for twelve ninety nine. For those of you keeping track, that's half of the season pass price. Did you buy this yet? No. I did. So, the Kenny Omega screenshot we saw where he had green skin and the, like, fucked up Barbie movie texture set. Right. You only get that if you buy the season pass. But here's the thing. Whatever texture you choose to apply, it applies that pattern to every piece of attire your character wears. You have no choice in resizing it, recoloring it. It's literally WWF Warzone. That's crazy. And, like, there, you can do some kind of weird, neat stuff, like putting Britt Baker in the green. She kind of looks like she's doing, like, a Jade from Mortal Kombat cosplay. Right. I didn't think to do that with Jade Cargill, though. Although it wouldn't make sense because it's not like her gear in the game doesn't look like. The one thing I'll say is the lighting in the new Dynamite Arena is like a completely, it's completely different. The game looks, I, I think I tweeted a, a comparison of Eddie Kingston from the old classic Dynamite Arena, which is still in. If you buy the DLC, it's important to note that the new arena does not replace the old one. But it looks like two completely different fucking games. It's so weird. And I think, honestly, and here's my hot take, there'd be far less complaints about the graphics if they had this lighting set up from the new Dynamite Arena everywhere else in the game. Because the models do genuinely look better. I did not play a tag match as the acclaimed. Their models look good. Like, I don't have any complaints. The moves that are there for them, like, specifically, we've seen in the little trailer. My problem is, we know around about what the DLC is going to come with. And I don't think it's worth $25 to be honest. Three wrestlers, the beat the elite mode and an arena. That's not 25 bucks. That's a $5 WWE 2K. Yeah. I kind of mulled around in my head today while I was working, how I wanted to word this, but there's no nicer way to put it than this is an obvious cash. Yep. There's no attempt here to build like goodwill with the audience. 
Because if they wanted to, they could have fucking dropped the acclaimed as free DLC or the dynamite arena. Like, or the whole fucking, that whole $12 pack. If you really wanted to engender some fucking goodwill with the community, you would have probably, I don't know, made it a little bit more obvious that we were getting more than three fucking characters. Or made it obvious that we were getting more than three characters. We're only getting three. The modders have found everything we're getting. And it sucks. I want to say that. Because Tony Storm, the acclaimed in the arena and the beat the elite by itself, $12 for that, I'd say it's probably a little much, but I can understand that price point. The $12.99 for two fucking characters that honestly should have been in the first round of DLC anyway in an arena that probably should have just been patched in in like August. I don't know. I feel like if 2K did something like this, we'd be railing the player. Yeah, it's it's not Sir. it's not a make good or anything. It's mm-hmm. just this was the plan before the game was released, likely, you know, and that's what they're sticking to. There's nothing, no response to like the negative feedback or anything. This is just sticking to the plan. Yeah, there's no, there's no attempt to deepen the creative wrestler mode. There's no. I mean, they they dropped a bunch of fucking gameplay tweets, which, congrats, you fixed the one fucking thing that didn't need to be fixed. The, the one part of your game, well, two parts, because I like the art style. But, like, the one, like, actual core component that did not need to be fucked with at all, you, you fucked with it. And it, it still plays great. I'm just salty they nerfed Wardlow, I believe I said that last time. But, how do you not deepen the fucking creator wrestler mode? And also, are we just going to get a $25 season pass every quarter with three characters in an arena? Because I kind of feel like there's no reason that they couldn't have given us a texture swap of the Dynamite Arena for fucking Rampage. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) the arenas all look the same now, so you're not going to get any sort of variety if they just keep releasing more and more arenas. Yeah, like, the only unique sets they do now are the fucking pay-per-view ones, because, like, All Out had, like, the fucking Chicago Skyline shit going on with it. And Full Gear was a little different, too. If Full Gear kind of looked like the Elite GM, uh, like, Full Gear that you could pay money for and have as, like, your special pay-per-view or whatever. But even those are, like, the, it's not a significant change. I mean, it's always the same basic setup. You know, if they yeah. had something like maybe like a ring ramp or something like that, that would be cool, but I don't see them doing that. And the thing about that ramp not being in the game that drives me nuts is you don't have full entrances. What's the excuse? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, be, maybe... It would, like, it would be a fun gameplay addition, because it was always fun to use like that ramp in the Tokyo Dome in uh, PPW2. Yeah, it was cool doing moves off of it in Wrestle yeah. Kingdom and uh, Budokani in the Dome. Yeah, and uh, All-Star as well. Yeah, the Tiger Suplex and All-Star Pro 3. That's insane. Yeah. It disappointed is like the only word I can use to describe how I feel about it. It's If they would have said, like, it's $25, the first pack's the acclaimed in an arena, and then, like, with Beat the Elite, you get, you know, Swerve Strickland, who would be outdated at this point, but what does it matter? And um, Samoa Joe, and then, like, the Tony Storm pack, you also get Soraya or Jamie Hayter. I'd be like, okay, that's six characters, a mode, and an arena. 25 bucks. That's honestly, that's not bad. But that's not what they're doing. And the person I was talking to at THQ Nordic, 
it rules because I asked them about the season pass and they're like, I'm I'm no longer anywhere near anything AEW related. Like I don't know what's going on anymore. And I was like, Oh, that's great. <laughs> it's, it's like the one the one halfway like decent lead that I had to be like, what the fuck is all of this? But I I need it explained like I'm a toddler how and why the fuck this is happening to this game. Like what they promised and what they delivered are not the same thing. And I was thinking about this at work. This game really needed more people like Brian Williams who understood what the modern wrestling game scene was because it's obvious Kenny Omega didn't. And it's obvious Nick Sobic didn't. And it's obvious that Ukes, Ukes obviously could have, if they were left to their own devices, have made something. But it feels like the Western side of development, stop me if you've heard this before with games released under the THQ banner, the Western side of development strangled the, the Japanese developers with this is what it needs to be. Except this time, the Western side of development was so much more out of touch than they used to be. It really feels like they didn't have a fucking clue. Boy, we've been talking about this for month, and it's like, it's all like, what are you on at this point? I think also like, uh, I don't know these these mini games and this bullshit. It's obvious that Kenny was inspired by like fighting games and maybe something like Yakuza or something, you know. But like, holy shit, that's not what people need in a wrestling game. What they need is Yakuza also seems to be the inspiration for some of the really lame dialogue and the. Yeah. But also, like, Yakuza's stuff, that's all, like, a localization thing. This yeah. was just Justin Leeper doing lame dialogue, because that's what he did in Road to WrestleMania. And, like, look, I know people grew up with those Road to Wrestle- WrestleMania story modes and those SVR games, and there's, like, a whole generation that thinks SVR 09 and 2010 and 2011 are great games. You can be wrong, because those games are all pretty ass. I never really dug any of the story mode stuff in those games and before i even knew that leaper was involved like playing through road to elite i think i even said this to you like a lot of this feels really road to wrestlemania in terms of like the delivery through the text of the dialogue and how none of this sounds like shit these wrestlers would actually fucking say right yeah and that's a big problem with wrestling game story modes it's why it's one of the reasons why I actually do like No Mercies a little bit is because they went scorched earth to the point you can pick whoever the fuck you want. During some of those storylines, they're still going to talk like Steve Austin or The Rock because it's better to have that than fucking whatever it is the dialogue in these story modes are. Now, like, we talked about it with uh, with 2K. The dialogue there was fucking horrendous. Like, this isn't how people talk. It's not how pro wrestlers talk. What the fuck are we doing? But yeah, I'm I'm with you in the sense of like, what is there really to add until more stuff comes out? Like, when Beat the Elite comes out, it's going to be yeah, it dropped. It's disappointing. When Tony Storm comes out, it's going to be like yeah, it's ten dollars. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, we talked about before. I mean, we've talked about it now regarding Creator Wrestling and the hope that you know they were going to make those improvements and stuff, but they never actually did see they were going to do that. Just. That they were adding those shitty skins and and shit, and uh, no, I don't, I don't really have any hope that they're gonna make any vast improvements. I think it's gonna be more wrestlers, ones that maybe were were already, 
we knew the acclaimed was going to be in because they had talked about being in a long time ago. So we knew that, and I'm sure they've got other names that they've already they had already had been working on, and maybe a few others that have signed more recently. But I am not expecting anything major coming out of them, and that's really really sad. I remember Max Caster wasn't slated for the roster, but he had a bunch of music in the game, and that was yeah. that was a big yeah. point with a lot of people before that game came out. Was like you're gonna put his music in the game, including the acclaimed theme, but you're not gonna fucking put him in the game. Well, but you know like, Jeff Hardy's in. It's really weird that they've got like Maki Ito singing her song in the game, and she's not even under AEW contract, and she's nowhere to be found. That's really strange to me. It's because they made the deal to have the whole like AEW music library. Yeah, but it's weird though. Like it's it just it's it's a cool idea to have the whole library. But when you've got songs that are so specific to a certain wrestler like her who's singing her own theme, and to not have her in it just seems really strange. I wholeheartedly agree. I also think like having everybody's themes in when you can't fucking make them create wrestler mode stupid. Yeah. Yep. What the fuck? Yeah, it's kind of tiring to talk about it like now because I'm just like I don't I don't really have much to say. It's like the DLC is out. I haven't played it, but I feel like if I did download them, if I did buy it, I'd be like, okay, few matches with the acclaimed, and eventually Tony Storm when she comes out, and it's like, cool, new wrestlers, a few maybe a few new moves. What do I do now? And there's nothing else new to play, other than being the elite, but. I I don't really see that as something that's a big deal. No, it's it's not. But it would be if they had a good creator wrestler mode. Yeah, and it's it was wild. It's so wild to me that in that loading screen they showed like a a created Onita. Like for what purpose? You can't even make fucking Onita. I said it last time. No. Yeah, I don't know. What a disaster. What do you even say? I don't know. You listen to a podcast with Sam from UPW, right? Yeah, last night he was on. Uh, I think the the podcast was called Pound Pound Pounding the Meat, and I was like, "Is it Pounding the Mat?" I was like really confused, but I guess it's Pounding the Meat. Is what it's called. So, um, yeah, I listened to that. It was a lot of just like review stuff that we've heard before, like talking about the wrestlers that are going to be in the game as free agents and stuff. There was a, a few things that Sam had mentioned. He did mention that someone had approached them to license U- UPW to make a different style of wrestling game. I think at first he like called it a, a remaster or, or remake, and then he sort of said sequel. And I'm thinking, like, well, who would contact you to do that sort of thing, right? Like an Aki-style engine. And I immediately thought, like, Def Jam, because they've teased a new Def Jam game on their Twitter account and of, and sometimes it's, well, all of the time it's really been just, like, bullshit to get new followers. But, like, if you're trying to get an Aki engine, that would be the only one I could think of other than Kinikuman, but I don't see them reaching out to UPW or anything, so... So, maybe it was TNA? Oh, I guess it could have been TNA as well, yeah. That's, a, that's another option. Because they were looking to be a part of um the wrestling code, right? Yeah. Game or some shit. So yeah. And then when that that went south, they pull all their talent from that game. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it could have been TNA. It's just when I thought of like AKI, my my first thought was Def Jam, but 
Yeah, there'd be another option as well. I wouldn't be opposed, but how do you do a modern Def Jam with the original roster when, like, most of those guys aren't signed to Def Jam? Oh yeah, I don't, I don't have any clue about that sort of stuff. But maybe you're right. Maybe it was TNA. I just thought Aki Def Jam, but that could have been an option as well. When you said sequel, like TNA came to mind immediately. Yeah, I don't see the point with TNA, but yeah, you could be right. TNA Impact 2 crossed the line. I see that the show is is nowhere close to to selling out the you know revival <laughs> of the TNA name, and it's just like, what do you you realize? Like, like all the hell the hype was just kind of a joke, right? Like, just because you rename it TNA doesn't change your product, you know. One of my friends had the theory that if they ran it in a town that wasn't Vegas, it might have done a little bit better. If it was, if they run it in a smaller town, I, if they ran it at you know fucking Universal Studios in Orlando, yeah, maybe I mean, that would have made sense. Yeah, or even like Nashville or something like that. I'm sure that would have done <laughs> well there. But but oh, I don't we have think... to talk about the Powertown TNA rumor later too because I don't think that's happening now. No, it doesn't seem like it. Um, that was basically really it from the podcast. I mean, you just talked about a lot of things that we've we've heard before. He did mention that uh, someone that's working with them, that's a former wrestler, was maybe going to approach Virgil about being in the game. Which, um, I mean, he was... The meat sauce boss? (laughs) He was a manager. The gargantuan of the garden? He was a manager in Revenge, so that's another name from the (laughs) AKI game. So, sure, whatever. I hope backstage he's got, like, his own table set up. I want his entrance to be he gets up from that merch table and he gets like the Goldberg entrance walking through like the backstage area. <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding. That would be hilarious. I was thinking about it on the podcast yesterday when they were, they brought up that Gangrel was in the game. I didn't even think that he would have like the fire entrance and that's going to be cool. Yeah. What was his last appearance? Was it WWE 13? He hasn't been anything since, right? No. Yeah, that was his last one. That's not a bad one to go out on if that has to be your last game, you know? Yeah, I don't think he was in Battlegrounds or any of that bullshit. No, but also, he didn't have the rights to that name again until just recently. Like, he bought the rights to it. Which is great, because now we can get figures and shit of him. I just wish somebody would sign up for a six-inch figure. I don't care about having a Hasbro-style Gangrel. We'll talk about figures in a little, a little bit, but... It's so wild when you look at UPW's Legends roster how, like, there really was a point where a lot of those guys being in, uh, like, video games or having action figures or anything just did not seem, like, plausible at all. Yeah, there's some names there that once the Legends of Wrestling series went out, was done, when a claim was done, it seems like the chances were very slim to be in another game. Yeah, because you either had to have a, a WWE merch deal or you were screwed. Oh, Bastante Bueno announced today that their um their newest prototype build will launch on December the 15th. Yeah, that's very cool. Did you see the little video they put up with it? I was at work. I, I, I got the notification for the tweet, but I didn't see. I did, yeah. It looks cool. I mean, it's... uh, Yeah, I'm just... I'm really interested in playing it at this point. Also, we had a... Um, Casual Pro is also going into uh, early access. Yeah, I 
am significantly less enthusiastic about that game than I once was. Yeah, December 22nd for them. The gameplay that's posted, yeah, as you brought up to me the other day, it is very, very slow. I do like some of the ideas, um, the jumping on barricades and like hitting dives. There's a, a frog splash through a table on the outside, and it just the table, the way it breaks, looks more natural than I think probably maybe any wrestling game I've seen, at least recently. And uh, I'm still interested in trying it just to see it how how it how it goes, and then maybe based on um, feedback, maybe the game will be sped up a little bit. That's definitely I not really bastante bueno. The speed in that game's not a problem. No, 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 no. I'm I'm looking at the uh, the little trailer right now. My computer's running like shit. I'm sorry. Casual Pro is a weird one because some of those move animations in general look kind of bad. It's it's not like a. There's work to be done, but like I said, I'm I'm interested in the just the, the controls and just figuring it out and see how it goes. Oh, it's like a roster showcase trailer for Bastante Bueno. The move animations yeah. in this game are, are just insane. I love it. Yeah, for someone that was basically learning Unreal by making that game, it's kind of Unreal what he what he's done with it. The fact he taught himself to program in Unreal and the game looks this good. And have you ever played like one of the previously released versions? I believe I played like one of the early, early ones, like the maybe like the first version that he released. Not bad at all. No. But it goes back to what we say all the time. Dude taught himself to code in Unreal and made a game. Look at PWX. Yeah. I saw recently all of the PWX like social media posts about like. We have one artist and one programmer. Yeah, you can fucking tell. Yeah. It's a that's... fucking mess. They added a Taipei deathmatch, but I don't give a shit. I haven't played it. I, I don't think there'd be much fun in it. No, and I've, I've mentioned on the podcast a bunch. I respect Dave. I do. Genuinely, unironically, I respect Dave. But it is fucking past time to just call it quits. Again, it's one of those things I just don't know what to say. It's like the the wrestling game community has passed you by by a wide margin, and you're so far in the past right now. It's you're not going to catch up. So no products, products by other people that are developed by single people that look better than what UPW. Oh, sorry, PWX <laughs> putting out there. So it's yeah, it's time to pull the plug. Did you see that two K twenty four has already been rated in Brazil? I didn't see that. Just that uh, when when you told me earlier, I couldn't get translate to work. Obviously, I don't speak Portuguese. Um, it didn't look like there was anything noteworthy there. There was a conversation on Twitter. People talking about, what do you think the the showcase is going to be? And one of the options was CM Punk. And people were like, yeah, definitely CM Punk. Like, you realize the game comes out in a few months, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're going to have a showcase built around a guy that just signed, like, last week. Yeah, okay. There's a chance he's the pre-order bonus, right? Oh, yeah. I would, I would feel like there's a good chance of that. But anything other than that, I think, yeah. I think you're... Realistically. Your showcase mode options are probably Roman Reigns, Hulk Hogan, or 40 Years of WrestleMania. I know that Brian Williams is not a big fan of the Hulkster, and I don't blame him. So I don't know if Brian Williams is... Obviously, we're both white. 
I'm not going to tell anybody how to feel about what Hogan said, but if anybody has an issue with it, because I do, I think it's repugnant. I would not fault somebody for going, nah, fuck that. We're going to do something else if presented the option. I mean, they don't have Savage, apparently. So that's like so much of Hogan's career. So yeah, I mean, you don't have Savage. How the fuck are you going to do four years of WrestleMania? He's in the main event of five. He's in the actual main event at seven. He's in the match everybody remembers from three. Aren't the video game contracts separate, though? I saw somebody mentioning that, like, his shit might have just completely expired with them. Maybe but there's a possibility that with the development of the game, like, he would still mm, be included. Could be. So do people disappear from Supercard when their deals are up? I have no idea. I haven't played that since, like, it first came out. I don't think I've touched it since, like, my iPod Touch in 2014. So... yeah. They might have a contract in the way that, like, they're in the game until for the life of the game. Because I think UPW. I can see that. that. Yeah, I've I've been wondering that because, like, obviously, the 2K games get delisted when certain licenses expire. Obviously, but I think that's more like the music, which is yet another reason to always buy physical. I had something else to say about 2K24. I don't fucking remember what it was. You're not buying it. <laughs> I'm probably going to stick to that this time. I feel like that too, unless there was something that blew me away, but I don't I don't think they will be. Yeah, Owen Hart's not going to happen. Plus, I've got him in fight forever, so whatever. I mean, 40 years of Mania would be really cool. It would, but if you look at... Not like, with that gameplay, though. The past few showcases and stuff, like they tend to go for... More modern stuff. Yeah, with Ray and, and Cena and stuff, it's like people that... I, guess, I mean, I guess Ray they had the Eddie match from 97, but mostly it's like careers that started around like 2002, or at least in WWE. At least for them, too. So, I mean, I could say like Randy Orton, as boring as that would be. I mean... Triple there's... H. there's uh, I, don't, I don't know that I'd want Triple H. <laughs> no, but like because he retired, like it could be a thing where they'd be doing something like for him or I feel like Triple H will make more sense for next year. Thirty yeah. years. Well, I do feel like Hogan although like you said, there's possibility that a lot of his opponents and stuff wouldn't be include wouldn't be available. But like a Hogan mode or a forty years of WrestleMania. But um I mean we'll see how long how big of a deal they make of forty years of WrestleMania next year. I mean they haven't really even brought that up, I feel and talking about WrestleMania at this point. So maybe with the game, it'll be something that will kick into the marketing and stuff like that. That would be cool. Especially like when you play the 30 years of WrestleMania in 2K14, there's a lot of like weirdness in, like, in that. Like Diesel in WrestleMania 12 coming out with his uh, WrestleMania 10, like full of gear and look, and then look where, he, where he doesn't look close to the same. Um, he didn't have like the same hairstyle and the same gear or anything, which was really strange. And they made a bunch of strange choices like that. So, if they could re- release like an updated version, and it's obviously on current gen consoles with like proper appearances and stuff like that, that would be cool. I don't remember if I mentioned this, but the rating of Brazil did confirm this is a last gen and current gen release. Which there's, I mean, there's not much difference anywhere, is there? No, the graphics are identical. It's not as big of a leap as, say, when 
the PS3 and 360 versions of 2K15 were out there and you saw what the PS4 and Xbox One versions looked like. Yeah. That was a much more uh, stark and noticeable difference. Was there anything else wrestling game related? I think we kind of just blew through all of that. Nothing on Steve Mason's game. I keep checking his because I'm interested in that. Nothing on the wrestling code other than the owner's met Tajiri and he said he's friends with them. But I think we talked about that last time. Cool. We get to talk about a lot of wrestling figure shit because uh, we had Ringside Fest and then the November Elite Squad video, which came with a gallery of shit. We got Power Town to talk about. We got Zombie Sailor Andre the Giant going up for a pre order and also him posting pictures of the Pettengill, Mark Sterling, and Jack Tunney uh, package samples, the Candido package sample. There's so much to fucking talk about here. Mattel is probably where we should lead off because they, they showed a lot of shit. I, I will also get out in front of this and say that like the majority of this stuff that they showed does not matter to me at all. I, I don't care about the current roster. So when these reveal events skew that heavily towards what's on TV now, I just... I don't even watch live at this point. I just... I pause the video, wait 10 minutes, and just start scrolling. I, I don't know if you feel the same. But we're getting SummerSlam 93 Lex Luger in Elite form and SummerSlam 98 X-Pac. We're getting like the 03 to 09 era Kane, and we're getting SummerSlam 2015 Undertaker with an alternate laughing head. If you buy all of those figures, you get referee John Cone, who will have like five sets of hands, which is kind of crazy. Um, we saw the, the box sample of the Three Faces of Foley set. Each figure is individually boxed, but I kind of dig this. Because each figure has its own distinct background. And when they're all in the box together, you have the mankind smiley face with the mask next to like the dude love tie-dye next to the Cactus Jack shirt. And it looks really cool altogether. Those figures are all great, too. I didn't realize it was WCW Cactus. Yeah, at Comic-Con, they made a big deal about it being the first time that WCW Cactus has ever been done and fully pointed out that his wife made the the shirt that he wore when he was in WCW, which I never knew that. It's cool, you know, um, to see, like, ECW now WCW Cactus instead of the the same WWF wanted shirt, you know? It's nice to have variety. I also wish they would just go back to doing the wanted dead version of that shirt. What the, what the fuck's the problem? Yeah. It did not say wanted dead or alive when I was a kid. No, but, you know, I'm sure somebody would be angry about it. Not me, though. We saw that Ultimate Edition 21 is going to have Cody Rhodes with... Uh, it's based on Mania 39. He will have the swappable arms with like a pair of jacket arms. Already, this is such a significant upgrade over the Mattel Creations exclusive just by not having the hybrid soft goods uh, plastic jacket. Because I looked at that figure again recently because I own it. And I remember thinking for a brief period, like, oh, this this will look better than the Supreme. And then I looked at it, and I looked at the Supreme, and I went, no, Jazzwares fucking smoked him on this one. So this will, I mean, body-wise, it's just a redeco of the Mattel Creations one, which that's fine. The, the body isn't so much the issue. I am a little bit hesitant about how all the gold detailing on that's going to come out, because as we've all seen with Mattel... 
they don't know how to do anything that's like gold or silver. It always looks like the the Metocratius Cody is tights are baby shit yellow. It looks horrible. It's a fucking terrible figure. Uh, not terrible figure. No, it's it, it's a pretty bad figure actually. If I'm being honest. We also found out that the next Ultimate Two Pack will be Kevin Nash based on Hogwild '96 and Scott Hall based on based on Bash at the Beach '96. Each guy comes with three different heads: the Outsider shirt, the NWO shirt, their uh, their like entrance vest, and the WCW tag belts. And it dawned on me almost every time these tag belts have been released, it's with these guys. So. That means Nash has got to have the old, unused NWO logo on the back of his vest, right? It is the red vest that comes with him. So That's the one that had the logo, right? I think. I have to go back and watch Hogwild 96 again. Because I thought this was Bash of the Beach 96, and somebody pointed out he didn't have the Outsiders lettering on the leg of the pants, and he was also wearing... Um, a black elbow sleeve on that show. He's wearing like a, a whitish yellow one. Yeah, here. that's the, the vest that he wore on that show with the NW Globe logo. It's going to be interesting to see it then because like with these renders, they don't show us the back of any of the like vests or accessories or anything that these come with. Yeah. I was really excited when I saw these I know that Razor is going to have not Razor Scott Hall is going to have the same AJ Styles torso that um that Razor had. I don't care. Like my biggest thing about that figure was I'm never going to pose a Scott Hall figure on my shelf without a vest or a shirt. So what the fuck does it matter? I would like to see the flare torso used on him though. Just being honest, because it's the most accurate one they have. Yeah, it's just and I also I'm all pictures just to make sure, but I had the right event. But yeah. Yeah, that's the most. That's probably the most interesting thing about that is to see if they actually did put that logo or not. These are like an easy pre-order for me. I I love both those guys. Seeing these and then the studio shots of the the Nitro Ring had me really just going fuck it. I'm gonna buy all of it because <laughs> I'm a I'm a WCW fan and I know the ring posts on that ring aren't accurate and the the nitro logo doesn't have the TNT logo at the bottom and there's all these little inaccuracies, but it's still WCW. Did they change that Bischoff or did he always have a white shirt on? Uh, he always had the white shirt as an alternate. Oh, okay. But that's, that's such a great figure. The ring is really cool. I, I feel like I gotta have it. I also got to grab the, the, target macho man too just to have all the ultimate nwo guys we also saw the dx retros are you are you grabbing those because i'm not i thought about it because i started getting into like attitude era retros with like i've got like rock and austin and uh Gangrel and stuff but i if i buy it'll be something like maybe on sale or something it's not something that i have any interest in right now I actually have the Rock and Austin ones. I took them out of the box because I'm a dumbass. That Rock might be my favorite Mattel retro. It's either that or the Brock Lesnar. Yeah, it's a pretty good figure. Yeah, the Austin's all right, but it's not. It's not great. We also saw, thanks to Bill, some nice shots of the Oscar and Roman Reigns Ultimates. These are fucking phenomenal. Roman benefits so much from having the um, Hogan torso. 
like I I don't collect um really the modern roster either, but those ones were like especially Oscar. I was like, hey, you know what? I might have to pick this up sometime. Yeah, I'm I'm really on the fence about those two. The Oscar is insane. It's such a great figure. I just wish Bill would put this much effort into Brett. <laughs> yeah, you mean Tommy Wiseau? Oh god. You know, and then the Elite Squad video, we had Sam Roberts, Lex Luger, and fucking Johnny Gargano. Oh, boy. We saw... I mean, if it was Sam Roberts and Lex Luger, that's like an immediate upgrade. Johnny Gargano has never added to anything. His presence is only a deterrent. We did see the Monday Night War Ultimates. Piper looks fucking incredible. I've seen people saying the head sculpts look weird. I, I, with every single one of those, I see Roddy Piper. The Bret Hart heads all look like fucking Koto Fuyuki. <laughs> oh God! And like I, I know, all over those though. I I know I know Bill loves Japanese wrestling. I mean I do, but I I don't need a Fuyuki figure. I need one good Bret Hart figure, just one. Yeah, it's crazy that they've never been able to get the. <laughs> Bret Hart, right, for some reason. And, like, the majors were talking about how, like, well, the head sculpts look great with the glasses on, and it goes, I kind of guess, to my Scott Hall point of, like, why would you ever pose Bret with the glasses off? Yeah. But it's still the idea that the head underneath doesn't look a fucking thing like Bret Hart. I think the paper looks pretty good. I mean, it looks like paper from that time period, so it's certainly better than the... uh... The WCW figure that was released back in the day, like, holy shit, that was terrible. Speaking of that figure, I wish this figure did not have that reality check shirt. Yeah. Because that's like 99, and I don't... It's, I, I choose to remember the Icon shirt for Piper. That That's such a great figure. <clears throat> we did see studio shots and in-package shots of the Monday Night War Series 1 Elites. These look awesome. Uh, the Undertaker smokes the Ultimate Edition Attitude Era Undertaker. The Hall looks great. The Hogan looks great. Austin's still a little too scrawny if you take the jacket and shirt off of him. I don't know why Bill has that issue with Stone Cold, but not Stunning Steve. But these these are great. If I actually can find them, I'll probably buy the whole set. Obviously, this is where you get Luger with the puffy shirt from the first Nitro. Yeah, you need the puffy shirt. You do. And I'm glad it's like soft goods and not sculpted because you can't do that shirt justice in plastic, I don't think. God, I'm oh, and I just went back and looked at the Bret Hart and holy shit, it does look so goddamn strange. I don't know who they're making here, but it's not Bret. No. And people in the comments on the major pod, like, why do we need another Bret Ultimate? We need another Bret Ultimate because eventually they're going to fucking make one that looks like him. Hopefully. <laughs> Just steal the old Jax Classic Superstars scan, for fuck's sake. The, the first one, not the second one. The first one kind of looked like Brett. There was a... Uh, I was watching a video on... I think it's Fig Heel. Um, maybe it's not. Wrestling Collectors has got a YouTube channel where they do like history of figures and stuff. And I was watching one on Brett Hart, and there was a, a Toy Biz one that... Uh, there was a, like a history of Toy Biz, actually. There was a Bret Hart one that looked really good. Oh, the um, the one without the glasses that came in like the two pack with uh, Sting that had the Jericho body. Yeah, yeah, it was, and it got a single release too. Yeah, I've wanted that figure since I was a kid because I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it looked fantastic. 
he has like kick pads though kind of because they use the jericho legs on him but like oh no they painted boot detail over jericho's kick pads at least the head sculpt kind of fucking looks like it (laughs) take that you could take that and put it on your goddamn (laughs) mattel figure it will look better than the heads we've got now yeah, I, and they finally had the one that was all right that was on that SummerSlam Elite. Why the fuck isn't it being used here? God, who knows? Uh, we also found out that Monday Night War Elite Series 3, we're going to have chases because Harlem Heat are being released in the black attire as the default, and their chases are in blue. And weren't we just talking like, I don't know, three or four podcasts ago about Harlem Heat? I feel like I've mentioned them a bunch. Is like, why the fuck haven't we gotten them again? We're I getting them again. Because I got the, the Stevie Ray now, um, from the guy at the flea market, and I was never able to find the Booker T, and now I wish I didn't get the Stevie Ray, because I could just get the new ones, but what are you going to do? Yeah, these are going to have the double-jointed elbows and the true effects. These are significant upgrades over the original Harlem Heat figures. I really want both of these, because... The black attire is original, like Series 1, OSFTM, WCW. The blue attire is, is the final series of the two-pack. So I feel like I kind of have to have both, because I had both when I was a kid. I was a huge Harlem Heat fan, still am. They fucking ruled. Great theme song. And we know the Build-A-Figure for that Elite Wave is a figure that I know everybody listening to this has wanted since 1998. If you buy this entire set, you get all of the parts required to build the Disciple. Ed motherfucking Leslie is a Build-A-Figure. Yeah, I was fired up when I found it out, honestly. And <laughs> I it's, was like, it looked good, yeah. Know? I didn't expect to get yeah. a, a Disciple figure, but I'm happy about it. Yeah, I mean, if I, I'm curious who the WWF side of that set's going to be, because there's a lot of ways it can go wrong. But I was talking to somebody about this. They have the Headbangers. Again, it it would be something if like they just say fuck it, we're gonna do Harlem Heat and the Headbangers as a retail wave. Because <laughs> I think that that might be an easy one to find at retail. Because I don't think a lot of people would. I don't think there's a, there's a lot of nerds like us that would geek out over having Harlem Heat and the Headbangers. I'd no. buy all of them. I'm just saying, I'd buy all of them. Oh, also, it needs to be noted they corrected the fucking kilt on uh, Monday Night War Ultimate Piper. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because remember, yeah, remember at, uh, when was that first show? Was it Comic Con or Mania Weekend? One of the two. But, um, I want to say, yeah, whenever it was they first showed those, and I know they they had them at Comic Con, the Piper sample that they had on hand had the same kill as the Coliseum Collection uh, Piper, which his kill was like, completely different in wcw it was red with like just a straight white like grid pattern to it that's what we've got here again amazing figure we saw the rock family box set that's going to be a walmart exclusive if that thing makes it to walmart that thing is going to rot honestly if they could have got this out during young rock i think it might have done kind of well i don't think it does well now no did you ever watch that show I watched some of it. Me and my dad watched the the first few episodes and then sort of drifted off. Um, it was like bad. <laughs> like, like, like the 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 impressions of the wrestlers and stuff were just. It, it was like watching a porn parody of wrestling. Actually, that's kind of yeah. 
that's kind of the vibe I got from what everybody like, told me about the it. The opposite of like <laughs> the Iron Claw, you know, like what it, what it looks like. It's gonna do justice to the wrestlers, and maybe they don't look exactly like them, and the height's off and all that. But there's more to it than that, as opposed to Young Rock, where it was like, just get the personalities down and and try to make them look like them, and it doesn't work at all. Yeah, because you had like Luke Hawks, who was in XPW as Alter Boy Luke. He's on some some real good shit now because he's like twice the size he used to be. And they had him playing Austin, and I was like, "That's just Luke Hawks." He That's actually, just Luke he Hawks. On the end, really? Yeah, because uh, was it Jeremy Allen White? I think his name is. He was talking about going to a show in like New Orleans, and he goes. Um, he turned to Zach Efron. He's like, you know, Luke, Luke Hawks. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, if we went down to his show. Oh, okay. I also looked it up. Uh, my local theater will not have the Iron Claw, and I do not think I'm going to be able to convince somebody to go with me. We, um, my theater hasn't updated to that date yet. I'm really hoping they do. They're not showing Godzilla minus one here, which really pisses me off. And I Lame. I sent them a, a picture of Godzilla giving the finger to show how... <laughs> that rules. I've noticed my local theater only seems to have like one movie at a time, and that kind of sucks because I remember like the marquee always having like five or six things on the uh, on both sides to show you like, hey, you can actually come watch movies here. But now it seems like it's barely ever open. We still got a few, and they do like Saturday. <laughs> early morning matinee, like, family moves and stuff, but, like, they used to have all these events, and, like, I've been able to see, like, all the Terminator movies because they've had them, and, like, Scarface played here, and like, Kung Fu Hustle, and all this cool stuff, and now you don't get anything like that anymore. Yeah, I kind of miss stuff like that, honestly. Uh, We finally had the mystery of, um, Powertown season or series two solved. That was that was something. To be honest, none of the names really do it for me. I mean, Kamala would be cool depending on what version it is. Like if it's something that we've never got before. But I'm not like breaking the bank this time for any of these ones. Oh, I am, hundred percent. Um, huge Wahoo McDaniel fan. I actually worked with uh, somebody at a grocery store whose dad was like an independent manager and was on shows with wahoo and i don't know why every time i think of wahoo that's the first thing i think of was like oh yeah denise her dad her dad was a manager and she told me a story about like how uh, wahoo like busted her dad open once and i was like yeah wahoo rules like all-time great worker and i did see some of the well mattel had to cancel the chief j strongbow yeah maybe because fucking strongbow was an italian pretending to fucking be a native american Wahoo was not. <laughs> he was actual Native American. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've watched a bunch of footage of Wahoo. He fucking ruled. And also, the only figure of him before this was the uh, Figures Toy Company Legends of Wrestling line in the right. early 2000s. Yeah. So, like, right away, like, this is an upgrade. Uh, Jack Briscoe, I have kicked the tires of buying the old CS figure of him a million times. It's a dude I've watched a bunch. There's not a ton of, like, complete matches of him out there, but everything we have that's full is fucking awesome. And he's a guy, I've, I've talked about this with, like, a number of people for years. If we had more complete matches of Jack Briscoe, you wouldn't have people talking about guys like Ric Flair like they were the best ever. 
Jack Briscoe from everything we've seen. There's a match with him and uh, Inoki from like 1971. It's like my second favorite Inoki match. It, it's so freaking good. Obviously, the Dory Funk Jr. matches, which, by the way, there's there's another guy from the set, Dory. Those matches are all incredible. I've seen multiple hour draws with those guys, and they're fucking tremendous. Dory Funk Jr. is a guy that, like, if we only get Dory, like, I'm cool with that because Dory rules. My hope is that eventually the Funk estate kind of opens up and we can get a Powertown Terry to go with Dory. But, like, I've, I've never understood the narrative that Dory was a bad wrestler or whatever. Anybody's going to look lesser standing next to Terry fucking Funk. Literally anybody. Doesn't matter. Because, like, Terry Funk's a force of nature and, and the greatest all-around package in the history of the business. Dory's an all-time great in his own right. Kamala, I'm a big fan of Kamala. I like the Mattel Kamala, but I think Powertown's whole thing is we they want to do stuff that's never been done. Mid-South Kamala, Memphis Kamala, never been done. I'll buy that. 100%. JYD is another guy. I met JYD when I was like three years old. Used to have a picture of him holding me up. And I had a, I have a signed LJN, but it was signed in Sharpie. And as tends to do, Sharpie fades. Nobody knew about paint pens in 1994. It is what it is. But it's clearly going to be Mid-South JYD, which means he's probably going to come with the Mid-South North American belt, which if you're somebody who has the Paratown figures loose, you have another belt that goes with Magnum TA immediately. So that's really cool. And also, I, I just like JYD. Uh, the one that I'm not really sold on is Medusa. I don't really care. Yeah, I don't, I don't like Medusa. She seems like a right idiot, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, the, there's that. I did think her and um, Jim Brunzel needling Ken Patera on the Tales from the Territories about who actually threw that fucking boulder. I thought that was cool. I really got a kick out of that. What version of Medusa are they going to release anyway? Is it going to be like a... Okay, so the picture is clearly her from WCW. We didn't yeah. see any prototypes, so we don't... I'm spitballing that it's going to be Mid-South JYD, but the picture of JYD is clearly Mid-South JYD. Kamala, I think, was actually a WWF picture, but like they've already done WWF Kamala, so what are you, what are you going to do there? And make it you know, interesting. I think Medusa's going to have to be the AWA one, right? That's what I would think, yeah, just based on like the general time period of these figures, but I don't think they'd try to do like a, a 90s WCW or even attempt to do WWF and license or anything like that. I don't think so. Well, Alundra Blaze has already been done too. Yeah, and also if you've got a Medusa, then you need someone to sort of go with her. And they, they don't have any other females planned at this time, right? Have they announced anyone else, any females that they made up on the contract? Uh, the Nitro Girls and Lacey Von Eric. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ! <laughs> to Steve Rosenthal, the very first interview I ever heard Steve Rosenthal do, he talked about having the Nitro Girls. You're joking? No. For what purpose? The fuck if I know? The hell are you gonna do with the Nitro Girls? I mean, I can think of some things, but action figure wise, I don't. Is he gonna release like what? What was that? musical group they were called, like Diversity 5 or something? Oh god, I forgot about that! 
Oh, geez. I, my assumption was they were just going to do like a box set of all the Nitro Girls or yeah, whatever the fuck. Yeah, Diversity 5 box set. That'd be great. I mean, they've, they've basically hinted that like Lacey's going to come in a two-pack with her dad at some point. Fuck, and they're going to do it. Why did they make a Natalia and Jim Neidhart two-pack in the Classic Superstars line? But at least, at least you've got the excuse that those are people like Natalia is in the biggest wrestling company in the world. Like Lisey Von Erich was in TNA and nobody thought she was any goddamn good. It's like, what the fuck? It's, I mean, I I'd rather have the Lacey and Carrie two pack than the, the Greg and Vern two pack. Cause at least, at least it seemed like Carrie fucking liked his kids. Jesus. Can't say that for Vern with Greg. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was really mean. I'm thinking like what what's the worst like two pack they could release now as far as like father then offspring. Bill Watts and Eric Watts two pack would, would actually be better than Lacey Von Eric and Gary Von Eric. When we first started watching TNA, I thought Eric Watts was crushed doing a really bad redneck accent. Because he kind of yeah. fucking looked like Brian Adams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was good in that role. I I'm not gonna shit on Eric Watts. I don't know that I would buy a Bill Watts figure, but I also don't know that I wouldn't. It's like one of those like stupid things where my brain's like, he's historically significant, but he's also like a gigantic piece of shit. Yeah. Give me like, like he's a, a real piece of shit, but he's also responsible for like a lot of wrestling that I love. Give me a Gorilla Monsoon and Victor Canona's two pack or with uh, Joey Morella, make it a three pack. There's so many like weird urban legends about Victor Quinones. Like him and David Flair. I remember that one. <laughs> yeah. That was on the sleaze list. Thank you, Tony Khan. Yeah, thanks, Tony. He really doesn't get enough credit for the sleaze list, if I'm being honest. No, that's an all-time like legendary <laughs> thing in wrestling internet history. I still think it's hilarious how like half the things on there are just about people getting pissed on. <laughs> we've we've veered game. way off track. Yeah. Um. Oh, what the fuck was was I gonna bring up next? Um. Oh, uh, Black Friday has come and gone. Uh, Zombie Sailor obviously put up the Blackstrap Andre along with like literally every other figure he's ever put out except Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Should we do we talk about what happened now with my uh, fashion burger? Yeah, I, I have to ask, was it like, did you use like an autofill thing? Or? I don't know what I did. I think I was copy and pasting and it copied the zip code twice instead of putting the city. Um, uh, so, so yeah, I did fuck up. I, I did. I, I didn't put the city it was supposed to go to. That was the problem. Did, was it the response that I got from him warranted? No. I mean, I mean, that was still on him. So it was both of us were in the wrong in that situation. I sent an email and I didn't get a response for for a few days, and then I got her the the email back. And the person who's handing his emails uses his name, but it's quite obviously not him. And based on the response on Instagram, it's obviously not the same person. And you're right; that person who's handing his his emails is so much better than he is. Like that's what only, I've always heard. Not only did they explain specifically what happened with the order, and you know. Say it that you didn't include the city. They told me straight away. They ex- explained it right away. But they also, when they fixed it, they were they were like, okay, we'll we'll do a new label. 
But they were like, do you want it still shipped to your US address that you provided? Because they knew I had ordered Andre and King Kong Bundy and they were going to Canada. And I was like, well, I was doing it to save shipping, but at this point, you know, I might as well just get it shipped to my Canadian address. And they were like, okay, we'll cancel label, um, fix that. We want to make sure you get your figures. We're going to send them both out to you. It's like, great. This person's fantastic. You know, they they should be taking over his, all of his social media for any responses because they know exactly what they're doing and he doesn't. Yeah, I've always heard, like, and, and there's half of his responses to people in comments is like, yes, yeah, send an email. So, like, everybody I know that's ever had, like, a, hey, I need to change my address or anything, they're like, yeah, I, I never want to DM him on Instagram again, but I will gladly email. Oh, by the way, I was going to mention this to you. You can't DM him on Instagram anymore. No. No, because, like, he posted something on a story, and, like, I noticed the little message thing was gone, and I was like, okay, I think I know why that might be there. Oh, really? I'm, I'm still able to message him. It might have been that he was, like, sharing somebody else's story or something, but there's, like, a couple of those in a row where it was, like, he shared somebody's pictures or whatever, and that shit just wasn't wasn't an option. Oh, well, it's all sorted out, out now, and, yeah, I can't see enough good things about the person doing the emails. So, do you have an estimated delivery date on your order, then? Um, I think I got the tracking number from for Booga, but, like, the shop app is like pulling up the old order number as well, so it's like all fucked up and it's hard to sort of um, differentiate. But I guess this one says it arrived tomorrow. For this is for Booga. It was last scanned in um, Smithtown, New York. So there's no way it's actually coming to to me tomorrow. That's not possible. The King Kong Bundy and uh, Blackstrap Andre left Jamaica, New York on the 30th, so I'm just waiting for an update on them. So mine went from Orangeburg to Stamford, and they they took quite the trip to get to frickin' Cincinnati. I should have Bundy and Andre tomorrow. I don't have a protector for Andre currently. Because if I'm being honest with you, I didn't expect my order was going to ship for like a week or two, because I know... I was talking to somebody who actually does talk to zombie like a fair bit. And he apparently got like slammed on that Friday mm-hmm. in terms of like orders and like website traffic. I think at one point, like right after it opened to the general public, there was like 700 some odd people looking at the site. My thing now, and since we're talking about zombie, he did post a picture. I think it was in the major pod group. It got sent to me. It might be on his social media. But he got package samples of the two Mark Sterling New York Comic Con figures, the Todd Pettengill and the Series 3 Jack Tunney. I'm genuinely hoping he's not getting Series 3 pieced out to him because, like, obviously he's already got the one-man gang. We see Tunney here with these figures. If, if Series 3 is taking that kind of route, it's honestly going to be a long time before we get that series. And it kind of feels like things are... Like, everything's in increments with Zombie. Yeah. I really don't want any of this pushing back the stuff. Like, I really want Series 3, but I don't want it to push back, like, the Road Warriors or Savage or Flair or the six-inch figures, God forbid. Those are the big ones for me, literally and figuratively. And 
I kind of just hope he gets, but he also doesn't get four figures shipped to him at a time. He gets like the whole batch, like we saw it with Series Two and Bastion Booger and the other Andre. So, eh, who knows? Yeah, he posted those carded figures on um, Instagram about four days ago. Um, okay, that makes that makes sense. Uh, he did post, and again, this got sent to me from the Major Pod group, the Candido figure, like the production sample, but it was on a Dan housing card because that's how they do the mockups. Because mm-hmm. I want to say he posted one man gang on a Jarrett card to social media. It's basically something they do to test that like the bubble's the correct size and in the correct spot. Candido figure looks fucking incredible. And on the major pod this week, they talked about how uh, Zombie told him like everything's on the table for Candido down the line. So like the more silver trunks and even the body Donnas look. Uh, is on the table for Candido. And, and I don't know that I'll buy Body Donna's unless he's going to sign Tom Pritchard. But the the regular Chris Candido figures, I'm probably on board to buy whatever he puts out. Candido ruled. Great wrestler. And also, speaking of Chris Candido, ha ha ha, Tammy Sitch isn't getting out of jail until she's like in her late 60s. Get fucked. Like, bare minimum, she's in there 17 years. And she's like 50 now. So... Yeah. Keep her off the road. Yeah. Uh, did you see the Major Bendy's exclusives? I don't believe I did. Uh, Wrestling Collector Shop, who, by the way, finally canceled my order for the Ruthless Aggression RVD and Brock Lesnar, but did not refund me. Uh, that That's something that's going to need to be fucking fixed, because uh, it's a lot of money, and they made no attempt to fulfill that order, even after those figures were easily attainable at retail. Um, they're getting major bendies of demolition based on the original Hasbro figures and the Macho Man number four Hasbro. These look great. I'm forever sketched out uh, when it comes to ordering from Wrestling Collector Shop. So, I mean, it's unfortunate, but you know, I guess shit happens. I've never been um, like a, a bendy person myself. I I had the the WWF bendums when I was a kid, and I honestly thought they sucked. But last year, I bought the Nick Gage, uh, Danhausen, uh, In Your House versus Sean, Jeff Jarrett. And um, I bought the Conrad one, too, just for the novelty. And I was like, oh, these are cool. They're just going to sit in my closet for the rest of my life. I have nowhere to put them. I, I also don't think they fit in super well with the original Bendems. They're too bulky. Like, the chests are, like, way too wide. But I did pre-order the Eddie, the Arn Anderson, and the Alley Catch, and the Vlad, because... Fuck it, I'll I, I'll glad gets a nice check off of those. Yeah, I don't know why I did because they're just gonna sit in my closet, and I know they're going to. But these the sketch of the demolition looks really cool. They're obviously going to be on Hasbro uh, inspired carding, just going by the graphic. I don't know that I need Bendham's style demolition. I kind of regret not grabbing the big rubber guys when they were on ringside, but I've heard a lot of people having issues heard of a lot of people having issues with uh, getting damaged packaging from ringside too, which it's ringside. That's what they do. You used to like get stuff that was packaged like kind of with care from ringside, but then they started charging like $5 a figure to like not molly your shit when they put it in a box, which I think is lame. Oh, also Piper and George Steele. We finally know when that's going up on Mattel creations. It'll be December the 7th, assuming $70 like the last two Coliseum collection sets. I've got zero use for um, George Steele, but I I need that Piper. 
Did I tell you that I got I ordered um Hogan and Funk and Rudin Roberts? I don't think you did, but uh, those are great. I'm really happy with those. Yeah, it was buy one get one free, so I was like, I can't really pass up on this. That's kind of crazy. I saw people were doing that with the uh, the Attitude Era ring with Kane. Yeah, that's a bit, maybe a bit too much for me, but for the Coliseum collection, I thought, hell, why not? I really wanted that Kane figure. I thought it was kind of wild they tooled like a new uh, top torso piece for for a Mattel Creations exclusive. Like realistically, there's only two attires you can use that that upper torso on, mm-hmm. and I don't think they're ever going to do the other one anyway. So, what a cool figure! Uh, have you gotten them yet? The Coliseum no, collections? No. I I freaking love those figures. The Rude and Roberts, I think are the better of the two two packs but like they finally nailed down how to make good hogan figures i mean really once they got him back in 2020 they were they banged out nothing but good hogan figures since i there's like a couple of things about the terry i'm not like wild about but it's a fucking ultimate edition terry funk we are absolutely not getting another and I remember when, like, the prototype of that leaked, people thought it was, like, fake. And then at Comic-Con, like, two days later, it was like, no. No, we're, we're getting the Funker in Ultimate Form, and it's in an LJN-themed line. And I also remember all the people that were worried those were going to sell out right away, too. And they're just still on here. You can, you can get them to this day. I think Ali is still available, too, isn't he? I'm not sure, um, but I'm super glad I got that one because that's a great figure. Figures, I should say. Yeah, I just... My thing with, with that is I hate that they made the basic ref version of Ali, but didn't that get cancelled? Never mind, I'm an idiot. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I brain farted on that. I was like, they they were going to make... Oh, no, like halfway through the sentence, I'm like, no, they got axed. Never mind, we're fine. It's it's the only ref uh, Ali figure we're getting. I love the packaging on that. I, I love everything about it. I, I have the Storm Collectibles Ali that came out in 2019. And I that's probably, honestly, a better figure. But I, I love this this figure. It's so good. Yeah, he's still available on Mattel Creations as well. Yeah, I just saw him. There's studio shots of the Piper and Steel 2-pack on uh, Mattel Creations that I don't remember seeing. There's one of Piper standing in front of like the interview background. And this is another one where like people said the head sculpts on Piper looked weird and I don't see it. No, that's that for sure looks like Piper. Yeah, and I I do understand the annoyance with like the red lining around like the collar and the uh, sleeves on the shirt not being there. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Especially when yeah, when Mattel has deviated from the LJN designs with some of the stuff. It's also not enough for me to really go like, oh, this ruins the figure. Listen, I I did not think we were ever going to get an Ultimate Edition Roddy Piper. We are getting two of them within six months. This, they they must have released like a a variation of that shirt already, right? Probably with the the Superstars figure. Yeah, so I I mean, really, you could replace it, right? And I think the original entrance grades Roddy Piper as well. Yeah. So I mean I'm sure I'm sure getting a, a 13 year old entrance grades figure probably isn't cheap now, but like I just remember they did that 92 era Piper. Oh, uh, John Nada Piper uh, got re released too. Oh yeah, that's right. 
somebody at Mattel really just decided to flip the switch because somebody now loves Roddy Piper there, and I'm not complaining. They should have released a Keith David. God, yeah. That would have ruled. I, I, I love Keith David because whenever I hear him talk, I just hear Spawn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't do a gimmick voice for Spawn at all. That's just fucking Keith no, David. No, it was great. Yeah, it rules. And he's great in Mortal Kombat 11, too. Also, in terms of action figure news, because we kind of did just like plow through like everything. Jada Street Fighter, Jada Toy Street Fighter. Uh, we got the Wave 4 reveal. I watched the Toy Migos booth tour from Comic-Con, LA Comic-Con. They saved the bigger figures for the back end of the line, which I took to mean Wave 5 is probably going to be Honda, T-Hawk, and, and Zangief. Uh, but they revealed uh, Blanca. I don't imagine we have that many people who are international like Street Fighter players listening to this, but I'll make the distinction anyway, just in case. Uh, Vega, Balrog, or Claw, whatever you want to call him, they revealed him. And they also showed Sagat. Sagat is fucking massive. He's like, he's like literally an inch and a half taller than every other figure. He looks great. Vega, Claw, whatever you want to call him. I saw some talk that he's a little too bulky, but I looked up the concept art from Street Fighter 2, which is what a lot of this line seems to be based on. It seems appropriately scaled to me, especially when you put him like with everybody else. I think I, I think he looks right. Like I've never I've never thought of Vega as being like super skinny because he's like he's like ripped. And also if you look at him in like Street Fighter 2, the animated movie, he's, he's jacked as shit. He's a perv. He is, yes. I love that movie, though. It, it's so good. We also saw, and I think I'm right when I say this, Bison and Dalsim were actual like final samples because there were no uh, pins on any of the joints. Uh, June did confirm that Bison and Dalsim would go up for pre-order right around the time that online real... Uh, I'm sorry. They're going to go up for pre-order either this month, December, or January. They will in theory, be shipping around the time the online retailers start fulfilling the orders for Ken, which will be February or March. The hope is that they're going to have like five or six new figures out by the end of uh, June. So the first half of 2024, they're aiming to have like five or six figures in people's hands. The way that they're doing this line is that they're revealing figures in waves, but they're releasing the figures as they're completed at the factory, which is why... It was Ryu and Fei Long. They got released, and then Chun-Li came a little bit later. Still hasn't shipped on Big Bad. Uh, and then Ken's coming next. Ken should actually start hitting retail in December, uh, according to June. And then Bison and Dalsim are coming next. There was no hint given as to the release cadence for Wave 3, but it looks like they're aiming to have basically the whole Street Fighter 2 roster done within like a year, year and a half. He did say the next Street Fighter reveals would be at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, which says to me, they're not going to show anything new until the majority of what's been revealed is already out there. What did you think of these? Because I've seen some mixed opinions on the Blanca. I think Blanca looks fucking awesome, well, personally. I, I love them all. I've got the, the Ryu and uh, Fei Long, and I've got Chun Li on order, and um, they look so good in the box of the background and like the arcade cabinet 
box itself and you look at them and you're like i almost don't want to open them and i haven't i haven't opened them yet but yeah I, I love every single one of them that i've seen i really wish they would get into mortal kombat because having mortal kombat in the same sort of scale the only mortal kombat figures i see nowadays from like based on like classic designs like mortal kombat 3 and stuff is usually like i think it's storm collectibles and they go for like yeah well in the hundreds and if you could release something like these that, that look still look fantastic but are a lot more affordable um and like mcfallen never made any of those old designs either so i would love to see them like move over to mortal kombat i think that would kick ass but yeah it's I funny you mentioned um storm they just revealed Phalong like yesterday oh, or two days ago yeah they revealed a, a Phalong based on street fighter 2 it's really funny how Storm and Jada have like that crossover of like using the same license. I like a lot of the Storm collectible stuff, but like you said, insanely expensive. Like I have some of the Mortal Kombat figures and at one point I had the pipe dream of like I'm just going to collect all the Mortal Kombat 3 figures. Yeah, it's just not going to happen now. They they're just way way out of my price range. I think to the point about McFarlane, I think he only signed on to do MK11 figures, and that was like part of the deal. Was that's why we got Spawn in the game? Yeah, I think so too. But um, yeah, I would definitely see like to see like more affordable Mortal Kombat figures. It's crazy that you have to pay that much for some of those classic designs. I mean, they look really good. It's just you know, I don't, I don't want to pay that amount. I understand that. I have uh, like Mortal Kombat Three Sub Zero. Mortal Kombat 2 Scorpion, UMK3 Scorpion, Motaro, Goro, Shao Kahn, Sector, Cyrax, and Smoke. I might have another figure that I'm not thinking of off the top of my head right now. And they're, they're awesome. They're fantastic figures. But like, I look at the average price I paid on those, and it's like, maybe a little much. Uh, the Jada Toys line, like they did say the deluxe figures would probably be a little bit more money. So if like Blanca, Sagat, Zangief, uh, T Hawk, even Balrog, uh, Boxer. If those are like $30 figures, you're not that stressed. Go look how much the fucking Storm Collectibles Sagat and Zangief go for right now. If I gotta pay 30 bucks for them, that's like a drop in the bucket. Relatively. They also did confirm uh, Player 2 uh, Champion Edition repaints are gonna start trickling out the Palmart store, which is very, very well known in the wrestling figure community. If you want to get Walmart exclusives for like a not completely insane price, Walmart store is like the place to do it. Uh, he's got a one of 3000 champion edition Ryu repaint. Uh, that's I think supposed to start shipping soon. Looks cool. I don't know that I need it, but at the same time, like I had the champion edition GI Joe Ryu when I was a kid. So I kind of, kind of want this one. Uh, deluxe repaints are also on the way with like bigger um, effects pieces, more head sculpts, uh, more hands. Nothing was like confirmed. They didn't mention anything. Uh, more player two repaints, like straight repaints are coming. Just give me a cannon, like the lime green gi from Super Turbo. Yeah, I've got to order. I I need to order the the, the standard can. I yeah, uh, there's a Canadian shop that has that, and I keep forgetting about it. It looks like a really good figure. Yeah, I mean they all look really um, good. Like I, I just looked at the Storm Collectibles very long, and it's good, but it maybe looks like a, mid, a bit too overproduced for like a Street Fighter Two figure. If you know what, I, if you, you know what I mean, like maybe too detailed. He's also like super jacked. Oh yeah, he is. You could pop that head off and put a Bruce Lee head on it. Yeah, works just fine. I did see some talk. Um, 
the, I, I've seen not talk more like arguments um, of like people that think the Jada figures are better than the storm figures. I mean, it depends like what your price point is. I think the quality that Jada's achieved for $25 is ridiculous. Yes. Let's see. Like the level of detail and like posability those figures have like makes no sense at a $25 price point when you compare them to like the stuff that, I usually collect like Marvel Legends and uh, Mattel WWE. Speaking of Street Fighter, did you see Figure Arts is doing like a classic attire uh, guile? No, I did not. Yeah, so obviously Jada is doing this as well because they're doing Street Fighter 2. Figure Arts is doing one and it looks really, really good. It's obviously based on like. I think it's based on like Street Fighter Six, but it's clearly like classic skin guile, and this looks fucking dope. And anyway, since we're talking fighting game figures, not wrestling figures, did you see the figure arts uh, Tekken figures they yeah, showed? Yeah, so those look pretty cool. I almost want to buy like the um, Bandai Game Dimensions like Tekken figures, but then I see that Figure Arts is doing them, and, and granted, the Game Dimensions figures are going to be exponentially cheaper. I'd rather not waste. I hate that I'm saying it like waste money, but like I'd rather not waste like the thirty dollars on like Kazuya when they're just gonna do a Tekken Eight one. Yeah, it's gonna be like eighty bucks, but it's gonna be great. I need to see King though. That's that's the thing I need. Did you uh, did you see these Deadpool set pictures that just came out a few minutes ago? Apparently, no. Oh, kind of crazy. Yeah, I was distracted. Do we have even a trailer for fucking X-Men 97 yet? No, we haven't had anything other than what they showed behind uh, closed doors, I guess, or whatever that thing was where they had like the, the screenshots and stuff. But... Oh yeah, uh, Comic-Con. I could have swore they said it was coming early next year. Why is there no fucking trailer? Yeah, I don't know. That's, that is frustrating. It feels like it's been uh, too long. You know, they definitely should have released something. Now, I've been grabbing those figures as well. I've got the Bishop and uh, Storm and Rogue. And, you know, I'm yeah. going to do I'm gonna do something real insane real quick. I'm going to just... I don't know that I have the money to do this, but I don't fucking care. I'm just going to buy the, uh, the X-Men 97 figures sitting here right now on the podcast. Yeah. Because I, I want them. I had the... I've got the VHS um, Wolverine. And it's, uh, you know, it's got a bit of a different design. It's got a more of a cell shaded look, but it still works with them well. So I didn't need to go and purchase the, the X-Men 97 Wolverine as well. I have him and I have Sinister. The uh, big thing I got recently um, was the, the McFallen 89 Batmobile. Yeah, you were, you were showing me a picture of that. That looks dope. I, I did not expect to buy that, but it was on sale. And then it went down in price again, and then it went down in price again, and I was like, I gotta, I've gotta grab this. It's crazy. I had it when I was a kid, and my, I've still got it around my parents' house somewhere, and my dad ended up getting paint on it when he was cleaning my, when he was painting my room when I was a kid. That always pissed me off. I'm really about to go sicko mode and just buy a bunch of these. God, that bishop's cool. I kind of wish they didn't give him short hair, but... Yeah. Eh. I mean, I also it's weird though because I'm like super used to Bishop being bald in like the modern comics. Mm. I say as I haven't read a current X Men comic in like a decade. 
Would you get that 12-inch Sentinel to go with the X-Men 97 figures? Oh, like the Hero Series one? Yeah. Eh, yeah. I kind of wanted to get, like, the little figures that they got. You know, like, the little fuckers. I thought, like, that would be a cool idea. Like, that 12-inch Sentinel kind of works with the 97 as far as, like, scale, I guess. I have the HasLab Sentinel that they did in 2020 or whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that crazy expensive or something? Yeah, it was like 300 bucks. Oh, Nelly Furtado. No, that's a bit too much for me. I was super happy when that thing showed up, though. Yeah. I was um, curious about Epic Toys Powers of Pain and Demolition, because weren't they supposed to go out in December? I I thought so. So I looked it up, and apparently there was trouble getting the Powers of Pain from China, but at last word, they were on their way to the UK, so um, hopefully we don't have to wait too long before they start shipping, but considering I ordered from the US retailer, you know, they'll have to get to them, and then they'll get to me, so I probably won't get them until next year, I'm guessing. I'm about to do the dreaded pay-in for for these X-Men figures, I have a feeling. Dun, dun, dun. I got my uh, my gift cards from work, so that's helped me pay for a lot of stuff recently. Um, and WCW Worldwide will be happy to know that I did buy WrestleQuest. But then he'll be immediately dejected to find out that I did not. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going <laughs> to get to it, because... There's a lot of stuff that I still need to end up finishing, but uh, it's it's purchased. It's in my Steam uh, library now. Oh, speaking of games we've purchased and played recently, I got the Super Mario RPG remake and I beat it in two days. Uh, they took my favorite RPG of all time. It, it, it's so much easier because you can switch party members out mid-battle. They have the triple team fuck you move in there too. But I'll name, I think. Huh? That's the official name, I believe. That that's I mean that's the only thing I've called it since I played. It. <laughs> but like I don't like I'm not gonna sit here and complain that I didn't die sixteen times to the fucking Axum Rangers this time. Yeah. Like I beat them I beat them one go. It was great. I, I love the graphics, the soundtrack's amazing. There's like some stuff was changed dialogue wise, like the Bruce Lee reference isn't in there anymore. And when uh, Mario spoilers. Uh, they gimmick him to look like a statue. They there's like a different um, spiel about it now. Instead of like, look at this simpleton motherfucker with his mustache. They don't they don't do that part anymore. But all of the charm is there. It's it's such a good game. I saw like, is this game worth sixty bucks? Yes. I don't care that it's a fucking ten hour game. It's a ten hour game with way more like heart and personality than most big budget games have now that pad the game length out to multiple times that i also bought super mario bros wonder and i am here to tell you i am in the final world of that game and if there's a better 2d mario game that has ever existed i've never played it i like every comparison i saw basically compared to super mario world which is a great game i suck at that game but it's a great game this game is super creative. It's super charming. The graphics are amazing. Mario finally looks like he does on the old 80s box arts. Not the first game. I'm talking like Mario Bros. 2 and 3. Yeah, yeah. 
the game's just like bursting with like creativity and personality, like the wonder seeds that you find in every level that turn shit into like a fever dream. Those are dope. And like, there's so many unique, like level, like things they do in this game. And I, even when I die in that game, I don't even get like that upset about it. Also, Mario's got a fucking grappling hook now. <laughs> One of the badges you get is a fucking literal grappling hook. You can wall jump and like, you can bounce off a wall and like grappling, like send the fucking thing out to the other. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's so good. And like fucking, there's like a badge that gives everybody like the, like kind of fluttery uh, Luigi jump kind of thing going on. Yeah. I've abused that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, there's like a different, like uh, a wall jump where you like basically you just kick straight up off the wall for like the first jump. It, it's it's such a good game. I don't have anywhere near all of the badges, but like it's, I've seen like people saying it's too easy, and yeah, yeah, it probably is. But also, it's Mario. I think I think the key to Mario is like challenging, but not like punishing is not the word. Challenging but not expressly difficult is like how I would I would describe the Mario games, or at least how I think they should be. Because the target audience for Mario is still kids, even if you know there's like thirty or forty somethings playing the games. Like, and also I, I'm in my thirties. I have a full time job. I don't, I don't want to sit there and grind out a Mario game. It's fucking Mario. Yeah, I don't want to do that with any game these days. No, and we talked about that. I think on the last one, like. I'm tired of all this like cinematic experience. Oh, it's a hundred hours. Fuck you. I will give you $70. If you give me a 15 hour game that I actually like. And I gave Nintendo $60 twice in the span of a week and got two games that I really liked that. I don't think I put, I mean, super Mario RPG. was like 10 hours, 30 minutes, 42 seconds was like my final save. time. Oh, and then I went back, did all the shit to um, fight the final fantasy boss that they have in there. Like the secret boss, quote unquote. I whooped that ass real thoroughly, but apparently, because I've seen the video of it, it's not even apparently, there's a version where he does come back 3D like he promises to in the original game. And I've seen the videos of that. <laughs> he can one-shot your entire fucking party, it looks like. Jesus. Yeah, so that's... any Anybody who says it's too easy, go fight 3D Kulax. That doesn't look like it's... I mean, it looks like a lot of fun, but it looks like I'd rip my fucking hair out if I played it, so... But yeah, I'll take I'll take what Nintendo's offering. They have a Princess Peach game coming out in like February. That thing looks awesome. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, it's just a bunch of goofy gimmicky Nintendo bullshit. There was something else I wanted to say about the Street Fighter figures, and I completely forgot about it now. Um, oh, it was noted. Um, Blanca standing up is actually a very tall figure, which makes sense because you never see him standing straight up. And when you like his wind pose, where he's like completely stretched out, he's fucking huge. So I've I've got zero problem with it. I I'd like if we had a more concrete date for those like the pre-orders because they have I think they have like some like eight figures now that we know exist. We just don't know when like for sure we're going to be able to pre-order. Like if Bison and Dalsim go up for pre-order in January, that's almost a year from the pre-order of Ryu and Feilong. Which actually, now that I think about it. Those initially went up for pre-order the day I got a concussion at work because I don't know why I have the memory of this, but 
I remember sitting at the hospital texting one of my friends like, yeah, can you just send me the link when those go up? I got a concussion at work. I'm at the hospital right now. And he just completely ignores everything else. Just go, dude, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I just don't want to miss out on Fei Long and Ryu. Because <laughs> I had brain damage at the time, you see. Is there any other interesting shit? Oh, I, I have to ask this. What did you think of the punk return promo on Raw? Uh, well... I completely respect you if you just want to say I'm not going to go there. No, I, I hope what he said was in char- like in character, because if any of that was genuine, then it felt like complete bullshit. Like, the whole, like, calling WWE home was like, oh... After the shit he said at the first dance? Yeah, well, it's it's the shit he, he said since leaving the company. Everything yeah. has been on, like, the Cabana podcast and pretty much everywhere. So that was like, oh, 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 I don't know about this, dude. Um, It was very sort of pondering to like the audience saying, I love you guys. But he was doing that in AEW too, which is... Yeah, it, it was literally just the first dance promo, but it didn't sound anywhere near as genuine. No, it's it's... The whole situation is very... I don't know. It's very strange. When you, when you look at the whole... You know, the whole history of him and WWE and to say like WWE is home, I was like, Jesus Christ. You really want to say <laughs> that? That, okay. that is a man that realizes he's got nowhere else to go. And I, listen, I'm a huge punk fan. I've on this podcast unabashedly <laughs> voiced my support for CM Punk. I watched that promo because I woke up. I I obviously I wasn't staying up to watch Raw on a day where I had to or on a night where I had to be up at like five in the morning for work. Mm. I don't care that much, especially when I found out he was like the last segment. I was like, fuck it. I'll watch it in the morning. But I watched it and I was like, that is a guy who clearly was like, fuck it. There's a chance and a good one that these people didn't watch my return in AEW. (laughs) So I can reuse all of this fucking material. And it just, I I said it on Twitter and I've said it like in conversations with people because all of my friends like, you see the punk promo. Cause I had one friend who acted like it was like an amazing promo. And I was like, buddy, the day after the first collision, you talked about how fresh of a show it was, and I was like, it was literally just dynamite and CM Punk, man. Like you, you can be a punk mark, but don't don't like dilute yourself. The one thing that in John Pollock and um why from uh post wrestling kind of talked about this. The one thing I've always liked about CM Punk is regardless of what you think about what he would say in promos. He always sounded like genuine. He always sounded like he meant the shit that he said. Right. It was a big reason why I connected with him, especially when I was like a teenager was like this guy, the the Jim Cornette thing from secrets of the ring. Like you talk the way the people would talk if they had a microphone, like punk punk cut promos that sounded to my brain when I was a teenager. And even the fucking all out uh, press room just sounded like shit. I would actually say. So, like, I obviously have always had the connection with them there, but, like, I watched that promo and just went, fuck, man. <laughs> he doesn't believe a word he's saying, and I don't believe a word he's saying, and this is so bizarre. Yeah, it was really strange. It it, it made me think, like I said, like, if he was speaking in character, like, his whole, I, his whole like, character is going to be, like, this this bullshitter who's like, I, I love this place, and he's, he's really, like, Hates everybody or some shit, you know. <laughs> it just—it just seems so, so, like, put on a happy face, basically. 
and like I'm happy that he gets a chance to go back and like finish on like his terms this time instead of you know walking the fuck out. Yeah. I retweeted a bunch of shit posts about the return and all of this stuff, but it was so interesting to me. The people that were ready to pronounce AEW dead on Sunday, and I was I was I was there with some of them because of the buzz that happened when Punk returned. But then everybody that I saw that watched Monday Night Raw was just like, yeah, this show sucks. Yeah. So Why did I watch this whole show? And I didn't see anybody saying, like, I'm interested. Like, I can't wait to see what Punk says next week. No. Because I think they learned their lesson. And then, like, the two AEW shows, the two two-hour ones, I'm not going to count Rampage because who the fuck watches it. But the two, like, main AEW shows this week were both fantastic shows, I thought, especially last night. That was a tremendous two-hour wrestling program. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's definitely helped by the Continental Classic that's going on, because there's some really yeah. in that tournament. The um, fucking T1 Climax. But outside of that tournament, I still don't know that I'm, you know, interested in AEW as a whole right now. Like, I don't give a shit about it. I thought that, that uh, the Devil stuff was pretty goddamn bad. Um, oh, it was horrible. The stuff Wednesday? Yeah. The whole, like, typewriter promo thing, whatever the fuck that was. I thought it was just so stupid. And it felt like aces and eights, and I don't I don't care about any of that shit. I mean, Christ, what's even going on? There's, like, FTR and House of Black. I don't really give... I FTR has good matches, but I don't really care about their characters at this point. It's just, like, I don't know. There's, there's they not- have very much fallen off compared to last year. Yeah. And, uh... Like the the Don Carlos family's like disappeared. It feels I think they were on Rampage, but like to catch yeah, up they with were. the guy that beat Kenny Omega to basically I feel like second fiddle to Powerhouse Hobbs, which I don't understand. They um, all feel like they're second fiddle to Don Callis is the thing. Well, it's it's the same thing with AEW over and over again, is that they build someone up, like Wardlow, for example. And then they have him lose, and then he disappears, and then he comes back, and they build him up. It's the same thing with Hikaru Shida. She was champion, she wins, she loses, she disappears, she comes back, she wins. It's the same thing over and over again. And it feels like Takeshita now is going to be going through that same rotation. So it's hard to get behind anybody at this point, you know? And that's like one of the things I absolutely hate about this company. And I remember on one of the uh, press conferences, Tony was was asked about something like that, and he's like, oh, well, I always mean to have a rotating roster, and it's like, but you realize that rotating roster doesn't really help the talent, because they just wipe away and disappear, and, like, you, the next few months, you're asking, like, where are they, right? And then when they show back up, they're, like, a fraction of, as, they resonate as, like, a fraction of as much as they did the last time yeah. people saw them. and they're starting all over and it- and it needs to be noted, this was not a problem with AEW specifically until after they went back on the road in 2021. Yeah. And I under listen, if you if you're gonna have distinct rosters for both shows, that's great. You can get everybody that you fucking need to get on the shows every week. There's no reason. There's no reason to like be rotating people off TV for months. And like Wardlow, especially, just inexplicably, he loses the belt to fucking Luchasaurus or Kill Switch, I guess now. And then he just fucking just fucks off. And now he's back and he's pissed off at MJF. And he was clearly one of the devil guys on fucking Wednesday. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that angle needs to end. 
MJF needs to have the belt taken away from him. He needs to he needs somebody to sit him down and go, listen, but I know you've been told you're a prodigy and a wrestling genius, but you fucking suck. And for the love of God, what did Roderick Strong do? Who did he piss off? You have a legitimate generational talent, one of the best wrestlers of the last two decades, and he's in a fucking wheelchair doing a dumbass comedy gimmick. Yeah. It, it's funny how every one of my ma- like my major gripes about the product are all tied directly to the fucking stupid world title angle. Yeah, and I, I feel like this whole devil thing's probably going to end up being like Britt Baker, and then it's going to be a swerve, and it's actually Adam Cole. Like, it's going to be like Britt Baker's mad that MGF has, you know, um, affected her relationship with Adam Cole or some shit, and she's going to be the one revealed, but it's actually Adam Cole in the end or something like that. I don't, that's just my theory, but I don't really give a shit either way. Like I, I, if Max is really as fucked up as they're saying, he needs to lose the belt to Joe. Yeah. Even if he's not, he still needs to lose the belt to Joe. Well, yeah. Um, I'd like to see that. This this kind of feels like MGF's reign of terror. Like it's, it's I'm not saying it's as bad as like Jared or Triple H, but like. Oh, it's I'm worse like, than Jared at this point, hundred percent. I don't know if I'd say that because Jared was like all over those goddamn shows, but in more ways than MGF, but um. I'm I'm like I've been ready for it to end for a while now and like MGF the way he is now, if he's sticking around in AEW and he signed a new contract, I don't want this MGF because I don't know if I can handle it. Like I'm so Oh he hundred percent did. Because yeah. remember the thing that came out recently, the WWE's under the impression he's under a deal until twenty twenty seven, which is also how long Jericho and Moxley are gonna be there too, because they signed like five year deals last year. Yeah. Moxley I've come around on because he's just having matches again and he's not cutting like the stupid fucking promos anymore. I'm never going to come around on Jericho. He sucks. I, I, I feel justified in that I've basically always thought he sucked. In 08, when everybody's like, he's wrestler of the year, I was like, no, no, this character sucks. You guys you know, are being worked. A- another one actually from last night's show was um, Ethan Page had a promo and he's like, I want to be king of Canada. And it's like, Here's another guy that's gonna challenge Kenny Omega for for one match, and then he's gonna lose, and then he's gonna go away again. You know, it's just that I wish they would stop doing this with people. And he's also in a fucking program on the ROH show nobody watches. The fucking Tony Nice. Yeah. Oh, Tony Nice. Yeah. <laughs> What's your opinion on ROH right now? Would you have like, if given a choice, would you have that brand continue? As it is right now, where it's AEW Dark behind a paywall with Athena doing everything she can to like buoy the show mm. and like make it viable. No, I wouldn't. But here's my thing I love the Grapsy guys. I love Reg, love Phil. I think Reg tends to have some really bad takes sometimes. And he had one where, like, you know, what Tony's doing with ROH is better than ROH not existing. And like, does ROH really exist? No, nobody cares. Ring of Honor was never fucking meant to be a squash match heavy show just to get people reps. Ring of Honor, because I've I've been around a long time. I watched ROH for literally the entire peak of the promotion. I held on to Ring of Honor well into the Sinclair buyout. Like Ring of Honor was always meant to be like state of the art, cutting edge, high level professional wrestling. Right. 
And there was a little bit of that with those universal shows. Like, yeah, there's some little AEW dark stuff seeped in too, but you still had like the Takeshita and Josh Woods match on the first episode. That was really good. You still had like, um, Claudio against AR Fox, I think it was on the first episode. You had like Shibata's pure title reign where he would, he would pop up and he would have a match against like Alex Coughlin or like the, well, Lee Moriarty was on rampage. You had like little like glimmers of that. Claudio was champion in general. That was like something I always wanted like 15 years ago was for him to beat Nigel for the belt. But then it's like, they have the fucking Cutler and Cabana tag team on ROH TV. Like, that doesn't make it to fucking TV in any era of actual Ring of Honor. Under any circumstances, Gabe wouldn't have put that on. Pierce wouldn't have put that on. Delirious and Cornette wouldn't have put that on. Delirious by himself wouldn't have put that on. So it exists in name only and like, hey, it's cool. We're getting the American Triple Crown and one of the belts is the ROH title. Which, I mean, that you can slot it in as whatever individual belt the all Japan triple crown you want. Cause it does mean to some extent, some of the same things, but they really, they really need to go back to universal for ring of honor where they need to find somewhere in like fucking Philadelphia that they can run like monthly or bi-monthly tapings. Because what they've done with Ring of Honor since buying it, especially since starting the weekly show up this year, that's not that's not Ring of Honor. I would end it. I don't think he's it's capable of, or Tony Khan's capable of of running AEW and then Ring of Honor as how one would expect Ring of Honor to be um, presented. Agreed. Yeah, I I think you hit it on the head when you said it's like AEW Dark. That's what it feels like. It feels like a secondary show. It feels like you know, like a, a WWE main event or a TNA explosion or something like that. It's not something I need to watch. It's not, it doesn't feel like the Ring of Honor brand, this is the, the premiere show. It just feels like, no, this is AEW's third show or whatever the case, the fourth show. So yeah, I would merge those titles or bring those titles on of the Triple Crown and then start looking to end the Ring of Honor brand because I don't think it's, it doesn't feel necessary anymore. No, and it, it hurts to say it about ROH because it's yeah. ROH. But I mean, you know, it's it's time. I, you know, you could also say like once the formation of AEW was sort of put a, uh, ROH on the deathbed a bit. So yeah, it's it's time to let it go. I, I would like to see, because there's enough creative people in that company that if Tony... Tony could kind of just be like, listen, here's what I don't want you to do with ROH. These are the guys I need to be the champions. These are the guys I need you to make use of. This is kind of like, give somebody like a rough outline of it. Like when they let Jimmy Hart book fucking Saturday night and all of a sudden Saturday night kind of became like a half-ass, like watchable semi work rate show, like right before they killed the show. Like, how do you not give Jerry Lynn the book and just go, Hey, who do you need for ring of honor? Even if you've got to tape it, you know, before or whatever, like uh, collision or dynamite, like you can still sit down and go, listen, like, who do you need? Okay. Here's, here's your roster. Here's who I need you to push. Here's the kind of stuff I need you to get out of these people. And then fucking just let somebody else create. Cause in, 
in a lot of ways, what happens in Ring of Honor absolutely does not fucking matter to AEW television at all. And like, if it's only happening in Ring of Honor, it doesn't matter to anyone right now because no one's watching, it feels. And it's a shame because, like, Athena's whole title reign has been really good. Like, I've cherry-picked that stuff. I know a lot of people dislike Ronda Rousey, and I understand it, and I'm on board with basically all of it. Mm-hmm. Her match in Ring of Honor was fantastic. Like, literally the best match on that show in months. And it was buried behind a paywall on a show that for months now has had the connotation of, I don't need to watch it, it's just AEW Dark. Yeah. And I, I think you can reboot it and try to make it into something, but you have to do something different. Like one of the complaints I saw from people, even when they were doing the universal tapings was like, it doesn't feel like ROH has an identity. Like it can't just be, we have good matches. Cause that's what AEW does. And AEW has the bigger stars that have the good matches. I think if you handed ROH off to somebody else, like fucking goddamn a higher delirious. I understand like some of the EVPs might not be a big fan of Delirious, but if it's ROH and you put him off by himself, hire fucking Delirious and get like a crew of like 25, 30 people and just throw them with Delirious and run shows in Philly. What about Chris Hero? Isn't he involved in like doing the thing of West Coast Pro too? Yeah, but also he's a fucking agent in AEW. He, I think he works primarily with Collision, which is where ROH is taped most of the time. You could easily just put fucking Hero over it. Hero, like, he is the legitimate matchmaker for West Coast Pros, my understanding. It's not just an on-screen gimmick. People really like those West Coast Pro shows, and they get really excited for those cards. Fucking let Hero book it. But what we're doing right now with Ring of Honor doesn't make any sense, and it sucks, and it's killing a brand that, without ROH in the 2000s, pro wrestling as we know it in the U.S. now is nothing like what it is. Right. You don't have the WWE style mutating into what it is now. You for sure don't have AEW. And who the fuck knows what the Indies would have looked like in 2000. And honestly, it goes back to, you know, King of the Indies, but Ring of Honor took the idea of King of the Indies and like codified it and made it a promotion. They built like a whole goddamn company around it. And I, I also don't think it's that high of a priority. I think Tony bought them to get the library, which that's fine. WWE would do that. But I also don't think WWE would keep the fucking company around and use it like they would rebrand fucking main event or superstars or whatever to ROH. I don't think they'd do it. Yeah, I. you're right. It, it needs to go through like a, a massive change in, in look and production. I think it needs to diff- dis- distance itself from AEW, but unfortunately I don't see that happening. Like, having the different commentary team is great. Uh, Ian and Caprice are fantastic most of the time. Uh, Caprice is always great. Ian has his moments where I'm just like, stop. Like when Shibata did the dropkick in the corner to Yuta and Ian was like, is he setting up for the PK? Like, no! What? That's not That's not what that is at all. How do you not know this? But like, great, you have, you have a different commentary team, but then the backstage interviewers are just the people that do interviews on fucking Dynamite and it's clearly the same set. Yeah. Like, you guys have all this money. You can't build a fucking different interview set. You can't, like... I get that, you know, running extra shows is expensive, but, like, is it so expensive that, like, you couldn't you couldn't recoup some of that cost on Honor Club if people were like, oh, the show's actually different now? Because you know, you know the way wrestling fans are. 
we have the fucking every six to eight months, people swear impacts good and they try to get people to watch it for a little bit. And then some people actually do. And then they're like, fuck this shit. You don't think people would be willing to do that with ring of honor a promotion that historically has been good more often than it hasn't. I think you could get people to sign up to take the $10 plunge on like one episode, especially if like you have something like hot on the show, like if she bought his issue or whatever gets like sorted, that that's like a actual big deal. If you could have him wrestle semi-regularly on the show, that's one of the reasons a few of the people I know stopped watching because he's the pure champion. He's never on the show. He wrestled in AEW more than he did ROH. Mm. Yeah. doesn't make sense. And that's yeah, no, but I, I would not keep the current ROH around. I'd figure out a different kind of way. And then just kind of, kind of, um, figure it out from there but yeah i'm not real thrilled with where it's going now i i have enjoyed AEW TV lately i just hate everything tied to mjf yeah like and, I've, I've enjoyed the tournament and the matches it's just everything else that's going on i'm just not invested in yeah that's that's fair i i don't know if i'm going to stick around watching weekly once the tournament's over at the next pay-per-view it all depends on how everything lines up coming out of it. But if, if we're getting more of the stupid MJF stuff, I'm probably just going to be a little bit more selective with what I watch. Yeah. I think. But that'll probably wrap us up for this one, right? Because I don't think there's anything else. No, we've, um, talked, uh, we've talked more about things that aren't wrestling video games this week <laughs> than we have. But um, yeah, the news hasn't... There, there was a bit of news, but nothing um, too major. Which hopefully will start to ramp up again. Hopefully we'll get more stuff from UPW and you know, two K news eventually. I was gonna say we're in a few weeks we're about to start hitting the like two K leaks um yeah. season. So that'll be that'll be interesting. Uh I will be able to record next week because I have next weekend off. So we can actually talk about pro wrestling and how wrestling next week and I look forward to actually busting out the old Game Boy and playing uh how wrestling the way it was intended to be played. Be Steam Deck for me. <laughs> I'm fortunate that my Game Boy that I got in 1996 still works. So. I don't even know where mine is anymore. I do have a Game Boy Advance around somewhere. SP. I had an SP, but I think it died, and I just kind of chucked it. That's just a rule. Like, I couldn't recharge it anymore. But uh, yeah, next time on Critical History of Progressing Video Games, we'll be talking the kind of origin point of Fire Pro, and then a game that came out after fire pro but it's still the first proper fire pro type game the u.s got in the sense of having like actual like obvious ripoffs of wrestlers that you might have actually seen if that makes any sense yes but until then take care